welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. So as I was saying, we, we have a we have a, an annual theme. We go by an annual theme at the City Light Church. And our theme for this year is it's a God show. At the beginning of the year, God spoke to us that he, this year is going to show us his hand and he's going to show us his side. He said we're going to experience him. We're going to see him and we're going to be overjoyed. And so our theme at the church is it's a God show. It's a God show. It's a God show. It's a God show. So that's what we have been working with, and believe me, it's been a God show, and it continues to be a God show. Uh, you know, God is working in the midst of everything that is going on in the world. Now, for the month of April, today is the last Sunday of the month of April. For the month of April, our theme is showdown. So throughout this month, we have been looking at the book of Colossians. We've been uh, looking at the showdown that took place between Jesus and the forces of evil on the cross, and the victory that Jesus obtained for us. We have been looking at who Christ is, what Christ has done for us, what we have in Christ. And it's been a very powerful study. Uh, you, can go, you can go on our website or go on our pages, you know, in case you missed any of the past messages, and you can listen to everyone, um, every one of those messages and just get caught up. We've been studying the book of Colossians. So today, I am going to uh, continue... Uh, the book of Colossians. I have a message today, likely that I might not finish it today, so I will continue it next week um, in, uh, to conclude my, uh, my study on the book of Colossians. So we'll see, um, we'll see how uh, this goes. But, you know, as, as I was just speaking right now, as, you know, the, the Word of God just started, you know, just bubbling up in my spirit, and I think I should just yield myself to God and just say what is coming what is coming to my heart before I go into the message today. And, you know, I just hear God saying and speaking to somebody right now that, you know, some people have been asking, what is the purpose of this season? Some have been asking, why is this happening? I know that God is not asleep. I know that God is still God. I know that God still has the whole world in his hand. But where exactly are things going? Where exactly are things going in our world? And where exactly are things going in my life? Some have asked for the reason for this season. Some have asked, what do I need to focus on at this season? Lord, what, 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 what is this season for me? What does this season mean for me? And I just hear the Spirit of God saying to you that just like I have said in my word that there is a purpose for every season. There's a time also for every purpose. Uh, I want you to know that even in this season, I am walking. I am walking. I am walking within you. I am walking uh, around you. I'm walking in the world. I am doing a work that some do not perceive right now. I'm accomplishing 
a walk that some do not know right now, but in the end, it will spring forth. You will understand it. You will know it because I am doing a new thing. Something is happening in your life. Something is happening in your world. And I am working out my plans in spite of the enemy's desires. I'm working out my plans. And the church is coming out strong and you are coming out strong. So at this time, I want you to keep your focus on me, says the Lord. I want you to focus your, your attention on me. I want you to zoom in and you know, just zone in into my presence, into my word. Because there are things I want to do in you and there are things I want to reveal to you at this time. And as I reveal those things to you, your heart will be glad. Your vision will be sharpened. My purpose will be accomplished. I will be glorified and you will be joyful. You will see my hand and you will experience my show, uh, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Thank God for the word of the Lord. So this is a season of opportunity. So the title of my message today is a message from a locked down preacher. A message from a locked down preacher. So I was studying the book of, um, the book of Colossians and I was praying. You know, I've been going through a series of emotions during this lockdown. So I want you guys to know that you are not the only one going through some emotions during this lockdown. So when I started, um, when the lockdown started, I was, you know, excited. Wow, this is, this is great. You know, I live that kind of a world where I don't really like to go out that much. You know, I just want to do things on my own. So I went through that moment. Then I came to, uh, I got to the, another season where I just felt that, wow, this lockdown is like, it's even more work than... When I was not locked down, I was going from meetings to meetings and meetings to meetings. And I was like, God, you know, so I've been going through a series of emotions. Then, but then the other one, the other one that, you know, started to come was, you know, because I had not seen, um, you know, members of the church face to face, friends and all that. You know, something just began to happen to me this week that I just had this longing in my heart. Like, you know what, I just want to see people, you know, again and just, you know, be able to see how people are doing, like, you know, physically, you know, like, you know, just shake somebody's hand or, you know, just, you know, be around people. Like, something just came to on me very strongly. Like, what, what exactly are people going through at this time? I know we meet in small groups and we talk and we do all that, but I just felt that thing that what, is, what really, uh, you know, are people going through and what really does God want to do? in the lives of people at this time. Can I, I was asking God actually for a message. I'm saying, Lord, I want you to give me a message that can give people direction because I know we're still probably going to be locked down for another month or two. I don't know when it's going to end. It could be earlier, it could be later. But I was like, just give me a message that can just, you know, give people direction. Like, what should they do at this time? Like, and that is coming from your word. So that's what I was going through this week. And then I, I opened the book of Colossians because we're studying the book of Colossians. And then the first thing that God, you know, brought to my heart was, you know, <laughs> the book of Colossians and, you know, chapter, you know, the book of Colossians in chapter 2. And the first verse, the, the, verse for, the first verse of the book of Colossians chapter 2, if you can just show uh, the first verse, just, just exploded this message in my heart that I'm about to share right now. He said, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you. And for the church at Laodicea. And for many other believers who have never met me personally. So I was like, whoa, 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 God, what are you saying? God said, look at Paul. Paul, had, Paul was not in contact with these believers. Paul was actually on lockdown. 
Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter to the Colossians. And Paul says, right there in prison, while I was on lockdown, I was agonizing. I was agonizing for the church. I was agonizing for you. I was going through some emotional things, you know, you know concerning all of you. Paul was like, you know, something was happening inside of Paul while he was on lockdown that they say, there's something, you know, that I want to pass across to the church. There's something I just like to say. And he was going through the pain in prayer. You know, that word agonizing there it talks about intense pain, intense, like he was just going through some emotional things and it was on behalf of the church. It was like, I can't go to them. I've not even seen them. I've never even met them, but I want to say something. I want to say something that will encourage them. And I just saw it there that the book of Colossians was actually a message from a locked down preacher. It was a message from a locked down preacher. And there were certain things that Paul mentioned in there that I saw. As I began to study, God began to just open it up to me. Uh, there were certain things that Paul mentioned there that are extremely relevant for what is happening right now. And that is what I want to share uh, with you today. I want to share the expression of Paul's art. But listen, when I say Paul's art... I want you to know that that's, I just saw that that's the heart that I have right now. Like that's something that God is doing in my heart because I could see everything very similar to the way I was feeling. And, you know, and, I, and most importantly, I want you to see this as God's message. In fact, I want to deliver it to you, uh, you know, as God speaking to you because it is God speaking to us now through, uh, through Paul. You know, just speaking to us right now, and these words are very relevant for this season that we are in. So let's go into it. I have a, a, a whole bunch of them. I, I'll see where I can get to uh, today um, in my time. Oh, so the first thing is, um, you know, I want to talk about the, the, the message of Paul to the Colossians church. There were certain things that he talked about that he desired, that God was speaking through him that he desired for the people to have and to be at that time. And it is a message for you. The first one is, I want you to be encouraged and to know that you are not alone, but always covered in prayers. So the first thing that Paul says in the book of Colossians to the people from lockdown was, I want you to be encouraged and to know that you are not alone. And that you are always covered in prayer. Let me read the passage and then I'll do a quick explanation and I'll move on to the next one. So in Colossians chapter 2 verse 2, Paul says, I want them to be encouraged. I want them to be encouraged. And then in Colossians chapter 1 uh, verse 3 and then verse 9 and 11, Paul says, he says, so we have not stopped Praying for, he said, we always pray for you. And we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then, you know, it continues also in verse 9. Uh, verse 9, it continues. It says, in verse 9, it says, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Uh, we also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and the patience you need and that you may be filled with joy. And then that's, I mean, that's the message. That's the first message I want to bring to you today. I want you guys to know 
that God wants you to know that you might be home there, but you are not home alone. You are not home alone. You are not home alone. No matter what is happening to you right now, what is happening in your family, what is happening in, in you emotionally, what is happening you know, to you uh, spiritually or physically, I want you to know that you are not alone. I want you to be encouraged you know, because you, somebody is praying for you. Some people are praying for you. I am praying for you. There are people praying for you. You know, there's a lot of prayer that is going on right now. You are not without prayer. You are not without covering. No matter what is going on, I want to encourage you that you are victorious. Jesus won the showdown, and as we are praying for you, you know, as prayers are going up to God, you are going to be victorious. So I want you to be encouraged. Maybe you've been going through a season of discouragement. Maybe you've been discouraged about certain things. Today, I want you to lift up your countenance. I want you to understand that you are being prayed for. That situation is being resolved. That situation is being resolved. That wisdom is coming. That thing is coming together. Even though you're on lockdown, during this lockdown and after this lockdown, you are going to see the effect of the prayers that are going on for you. You're going to see the effect of the intercession that is going on for you. You will see that this is not your down, downfall. This is not a downturn for you. This is an upturn for you. It's a God show for you. You are covered and you are being prayed for. Number two, a message from a preacher on lockdown. The second thing Paul says is I want you to be more connected. I want you to be more connected. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 2. He continues, he said, I want them to be encouraged. And then he used the word, he said, and knit together by strong ties of love. And so that's the second message to you from lockdown that I want to deliver to you today. And God is speaking to you that even though we are physically distant, make sure that during this time your connection deepens. Be more connected. I'm praying and desirous that as a result, in spite, let me just say, in spite of this lockdown, there will be a deeper connection among family members. There will be a deeper connection among church people. There will be a deeper connection. You know, the devil th thought he was going to break our connections and, you know, sever us and just separate us. But God is saying that this season is desire is that the, the connections will be deeper. So I am saying the same thing to you, that during this season, I want you to be more connected. I want you to reach out, to reach deep, to open up in the small groups, you know, in, 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 the, in families, in calling people, in talking to people, even though you don't see people, but be more connected. You know, we, God wants us to be connected. We were created for connected. And I pray that as a, you know, in spite of this shutdown, and by the time this shutdown is over and during this shutdown, you will have experienced a deeper level of connection. You will have made, you know, some of your friendship will have deepened. Some of your relationships will have, will have deepened. You know, you, 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 you'll be more connected, you know, to people, especially divine relationships of destiny. So that's the second message uh, from the preacher in lockdown. My third message to you from lockdown, message from a preacher on lockdown. Paul says, look at it, he said, I want you to be watchful and to be Christ conscious, aware of who he is. 
and what he has accomplished for you. So your faith in him will be strong, confident, confident, deep, and unshaken. So Paul was crying from prison, from lockdown. And he was talking to the Colossians. He said, you know, apart from the other things that I've talked about, I want you to know, I want you to be encouraged and praying for you. I want you to stay connected and to be, you know, to be connected in a deeper way. There's another thing that my heart is crying for, that during this season, you know, during this time, I want you to be, to be very watchful, to be very watchful because you are going to face certain temptations at this time. During this time, there will be many things bombarding you. A lot of information will come to you. A lot of things will come to you. A lot of, I mean, I mean, you're going to face certain temptations, you know, to dabble into some things, to go in this area, to go in that area. But I want you to be watchful at this time. I want to be watchful. And the way you're going to be watchful is I want you to make sure that you set your focus on being Christ conscious. I want you to determine that during this season, I'm going to be more aware of Christ. I'm going to be more aware of who he is. I'm going to be more aware of what he has accomplished for me. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rooted in my faith. I'm going to be unshaken in my faith. Look at the way Paul says it. He says in Colossians chapter 2 from verse 2 uh, to 13, he says, I want them, from, from, from verse, uh, from verse he said, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. We have, we have talked about that. He said, I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He said, I want you to begin to, during this time, I want you to find Christ as your treasure. To know that all things are hidden in Christ. All the treasures of wisdom, all the treasures of knowledge, they are inside Christ. I preached about that last week. He said, I want you to be focused on Christ. I want you to find your joy in Christ. I want you to find your place in Christ. I want you to find who you are in Christ. I want you to find yourself in Christ. I want you to be so locked up, so focused in Christ that you begin to lose even consciousness of all the things going on in the world. You begin to see everything from the Christ perspective. He continues. He said, I'm telling you this. That's the warning to be watchful. I'm telling you this so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, look at that. For though I'm on lockdown, I'm far away from you. I'm not with you. My heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should. And that your faith in Christ is strong. It continues. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. You must continue to follow him. Don't let, I mean, don't, 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 don't go back at this time. Don't go back at this time. Don't get discouraged at this time. Don't turn back at this time. Don't slow down. You know, you, you, you started this year excited. You started this year, you know, just ready for anything. Don't slow down at this time. Just get into gear. You know, just put, put your foot on the pedal and just rev up. Because this is a time to grow. This is a time to grow. This is not a time to go back. This is a time to grow. This is a time to develop yourself spiritually. This is a time to, to just ascend to new heights in God. In fellowship with God. You know, in, in worship of Christ. In the knowledge of Christ. He continues in verse 7. He said, let your roots go down. So this is a time for you to grow roots. 
This is a time to be rooted. This is a time to be rooted. You know, for a tree to be rooted, it can't be moving around, moving around, moving around. Rootedness requires you to stay at the spot and then begin to dig deep. This is a time for you to dig deep so that your, your roots will go down into him. Let your roots go down into him. Maybe your roots before was, in, was into church. Maybe your roots before was into pastors. Maybe your roots before was into all the activities. Maybe your roots before was into something else. He says, this time around, I want your roots to go down into Christ. To go down into Christ. That's where you are so, supposed to be truly rooted. rooted. Pastors are good. Churches are good. Meetings are good. Those activities are good. But they are not your root. Your root is Christ. Your root is Christ. I want you to be built. Then he says, I want you to be built on him. I want your lives to be built on him. To build your life on Christ. Not on anything else. I want your life to be built on him. And then your faith will grow strong in the truth as you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. You will overflow with thankfulness. We're going to talk about that uh, a little bit more. Let's go to number four. Let's go to, uh, to, to number four. Message from a preacher on lockdown. What else? Paul says, I want you to truly, to live truly free and be confident, not in fear or condemnation. You see, one of, the, one of the things, somebody was talking to me yesterday, gave me a call and says, says that there's a lot of fear in the building where I live. That there's a lot of fear that people, they just keep talking about corona, that I don't even want to hear about corona anymore, that people are just afraid. They're just afraid that maybe it's me next, maybe it's, you know, maybe what's going to happen and all that, that a lot of people are just afraid. That She, she said, I just turned my attention away. Uh, you know, from hearing that, I don't want to hear anything about Corona because it was beginning to generate fear inside myself too. You know, this is an older person. He said, this thing was beginning to generate fear inside myself too. You know, because they're saying, oh, you know, you know this affects, you know, people my age and, and all that. He said, but I turned my attention. He said, I, she said, I turned my attention to God. I turned my attention to God. I'm not hearing about this thing any longer. I just want you to know there's a lot of fear going all around. And Paul, speaking from lockdown, and I'm speaking to you the same message from lockdown right now. It's, it's from the word of the Lord. God says, I want you to live truly free and confident that in this season, don't give in to fear. Don't give in to condemnation too. Don't give in to condemnation. Don't give in to all those negative emotions that will come and try to get you down. Look at the way Paul says this. He says, so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. Christ himself is that reality. I talked about that last week. He said, then he goes on. He said, don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or worship of angels, saying that they have visions about this thing. Their simple minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together. I want you to say it again. He's holding my body together. He's holding my body together. Just like he's holding the body of Christ together and he's holding the whole world together. My body is being held together. My body, my immune system, every part of me, my life is being held together. With joints, with the joints and ligaments and it grows as God nourishes it. God is nourishing me at this time. God is nourishing me at this time. I want you to say that. He said you have died with Christ and he has set you free. From the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world? Such as, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't eat, don't handle, don't touch, don't, and so on. Such rules have, 
and mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, power self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they do not provide help in conquering passions and evil desires. So he's saying that, you know, some of, those, some of the things that you hear right now and everything, that those things could be helpful, but don't, base your, don't build your life on them. Build your life on your protection in Christ. Build your life on your freedom in Christ. He said, I want you to live free without fear. And so I'm speaking to everybody watching me right now. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke that fearful spirit. You know, that, that condemning spirit. That spirit, you know, that just keeps telling you you are not doing enough. They just keep telling you you got to do this and got to do that. Or maybe this is going to happen to you. Or maybe you are going to be part of the death toll. Or maybe this is going to come to, come, come to you. I, I rebuke that fear right now in the name of Jesus. And I decree freedom. I decree freedom. Begin to walk in the freedom of God at this time. Live free because you are covered. Live free because you are protected. Live free because God's word is true. He bore your sins on, the, on his own body on the tree. And that you being dead to sin and live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. You were healed by the stripes of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. God is still the healer. God is still the preserver, the preserver of, of your health. God is still the one who heals all your diseases. And it keeps the plague from coming near your dwelling. Stand upon the word of God and refuse to be afraid. God, Paul goes on number five. He says, you know, message from a preacher on lockdown. From the lockdown preacher. He says, I want you to be heavenly focused. I want you to be heavenly focused. He says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Think about things of heaven and not the things on the, of the earth. For you died and the life, to die to this life. And your real life is eaten with Christ in God. And when Christ with your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So Paul is saying, you know, I want you to be focused on heaven at this time. I want you to be heavenly focused. In other words, Focus on spiritual things. Focus on spiritual things. So where you are at home, make sure that you don't get up, get caught up only just in natural things. Make sure you direct your focus to the word. You direct your focus to spiritual things because there are things that God wants to speak to you from heaven at this time. And I've talked about that in the past, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Number six. This is so important. Paul says, I want you to develop Christ-like character. I want you to develop christ like character at this time. Christ-like character. Guys, I don't know about you. I think when you are on lockdown, when you are on lockdown, <laughs> you will have certain tests of character. I mean, a lot of people are already going through it right now. Some people are locked down for the first time with their spouses. Some people are locked down for the first time with their children. And they are doing school, they are doing all. Some people are locked down for the first time with their roommates. <laughs> and just being in the same place with people, um, you know, all the time, continually, you're not going out. It's going to test your character. It's going to te test your character. You know, there are some things that, for, for those who are not locked down with anybody, you are just home alone, right? You are, you are there alone with God, the Holy Spirit, so you are not really alone but you are there, there's nobody with you, maybe you live alone. There are a lot of tests that will come to you because you're alone. You're going to be tested to, to binge on Netflix. Netflix. You're going to be tempted to watch porn. You're going to be tempted. All kinds of things will come, you know, because you are there. 
and you are alone. So Paul was speaking from lockdown, as somebody from lockdown to another person from lockdown. And I'm speaking to you as somebody on lockdown, also to, another, to other people from lockdown, that God wants us at this time to develop and practice Christ-like character. This is an opportunity to develop and practice Christ-like character. Look at what he said. He says, he says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. He wants the way we live to please him. And your life will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So he talked about good fruit. Now, he goes on to say in, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to 15, what are the good fruits that he was talking about there? Let's read some of these good fruits he was talking about. He says, so put to death. So there are some dying that needs to take place in this season. He said, put to death. There are certain things that you say, I'm stopping in this season. I'm putting this to death in my life. This is an opportunity to stop this thing. I never had the time to pay attention to this, but I know that this thing is wrong, and I'm putting, it, I'm putting a stop to it. He said, put to death the sinful, hurtly things locking within you. No, there are certain things locking with every one of us. Locking means that they're hiding there. They're hiding there in our flesh. And they want to show up when nobody's looking. They want to show up when we're alone. They want to show up you know, and destroy us. He said, I want you to put those things to death. He said, I have nothing to do with sexual immorality, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world, worshipping the things of this world, the shows of this world, all the things that are coming from the world, that you give it your focus, and you turn your focus from God. He said, because of these things, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now the time, it's time to get rid of anger, of rage, of malicious behavior, of slander, and dirty language. It's time to get rid of it. It's an opportunity to get rid of these things. Let's continue reading. Now, we get rid of that one. So, he said, don't lie to each other. You know, we do not be authentic. This is a time to open up. This is a time to be real. For you have stripped off your sinful nature and all his wicked deeds. Verse 10. And put on, now says, put on your new nature. So put on a new, a new nature during this time. Put on your new nature at home. You know, by the time we come back together, we have seen each other. Let everybody be dressed in a new way. Wow. This person has changed. This person has changed. This person has grown. Put on your new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your creator. And become like him. Become like him. In this new life, and it's a new life, amen. It doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. Verse 12. And he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. I tell you, we need a lot of patience at this time. Man, patience. So those are the fruits that Paul says we need to develop. He said, make allowance. This is so important. As you are at home, or we have said, make allowance for each other's faults. And then forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to, you know, begin to round up right now. Let me see. So, I, I want to talk about a particular one, uh, but, you know, let me, let me 
Number seven, let me talk about number seven, okay, and I'll talk about, you know, the one that relates to work. It says, I want you to be filled with the word of God so that you overflow with thankfulness. I want you to be so filled with the word that you are overflowing with thankfulness. So God says, what he wants during this time, you should make it a praiseful time. You know, be so full of God's word. Get into the world and let there be an overflow of thankfulness. Be thanking God. Be thanking God. Be very grateful. You know, live in gratitude. Live in gratitude. Don't complain. Don't complain at this time. Be full of thankfulness. Now, number, number eight, it says, um, you know what? Let me read the message. Let me just quickly read the scripture for that one so that they can, everybody can see the scripture. It says in Colossians 3.16, it says, let the message of, about Christ and all his richness fill your life. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom it gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks. Give thanks through him to God the Father. In other words, be full of thanks. Be full of praise at this time. Now, verse 8, very important. I'm sorry, number 8, very important. Message from a lockdown preacher. He said, I want you to have orderly, orderly and peaceful lives at home. I want you to live orderly and peaceful lives at home. For those of you who have been home with your, you know, maybe home with family and all that, you notice that some people have stepped on each other's toes. Something may have happened, and all that. Paul, writing from lockdown, was speaking to the Colossians, and I'm speaking to you too, writing from lockdown. That one of the things that God wants to do during this season is for Him to restore order and peace into people's homes. To restore order. When there is order, there will be peace. And look at what, the way he said it. Colossians 3 from 18 to 19. He says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Say, husbands, love your wives and don't treat them harshly. Fathers, don't aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. So Paul spoke to all the people who are in the home. He spoke to the wives, he spoke to the husband, and he spoke... You know, he spoke to the fathers, and then even the children, too. Mention the children. Paul is saying that we should maintain order in the home. There's a particular order. When Christ is really in the home, there's a particular order. For those of you that are married, I'm speaking to you right now. There's a particular order. And Paul was saying, and there's a responsibility of everybody in the home to maintain order so that God's peace can reign in the home at this time. So work on that. You know, work on yourself. Work, men, work on yourself the way you talk to your wives, you know, you know, to talk gently, to talk, you know, with, you know, with care, to talk with love. Wives, work, you know, work, watch the way, you know, you treat your husband, treat your husband with respect, treat your husband, you know, with, you know, with honor, you know, watch the way you treat the children. Don't shout on them, don't, you know, don't aggravate them, don't get them angry, talk to them. Talk to them in the way you would like to be talked to. Talk to them with kindness. Talk to them with love. You're going you're gonna to be more, more productive during this uh, lockdown. And then I'm going, to, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to do two more, and I'm going to end for today. I, I think I'll continue. I have five more after them, but I'll continue next week. So let me just do these two, and I'm going to end. The next one is, I want you to be diligent and fair in your work, knowing that I'm monitoring you all. That's God speaking. So, now, a lot of people are working from home now. And when you are working from home, the temptation is for you, because your employer is not there, is for you to just do things the way you want to do it. But Paul says, Paul spoke also to our work there. For those who are working from home, look at what he says. He says, slaves, obey your healthy masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time. Not just when they are watching you. Not just when they are watching you. 
They are not watching you at home. They can't see what you are doing. He said, even when they are not there, try to please them all the time. He said, not just when they are watching you. He said, serve them sincerely. Not because, you know, of them, but because of your reverent fear for the Lord. Why the reverent fear for the Lord? Because God is watching everybody. God is watching all of us. Look at what he says. He said, work willingly at whatever you do. As though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Don't think I'm working for people. The work you are doing in your corporation, in your work, even though they call it secular, you're actually working for God. He said, remember the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. And that the master you are serving is in Christ. The master you are serving is in Christ. Hallelujah. So he's saying that even in your work, you know, make sure that you are, you know, make sure that you are, you, you are doing it conscientiously. Make sure that you are, you are serving, you know, you, are, you, know, you, 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 have, you, you, you know that you are serving Christ with your work and be diligent in your work. You know, so I'm going to move a little bit and go to, you know, to, to conclude. I want to, I want to jump from the next one. Um, I want, I want, you know, to speak of, uh, to speak to uh, number, uh, number, number 11, number 11 and, um, so I'll talk number 11, 12, and 13 together, okay? So let's quickly go to 11. So the first one, he said, I want you to be responsibly, or I want you to live responsible. Actually, what, to be responsible, that's what he's supposed to say. I want you to be responsible, to be responsible. So the word responsible is actually from responsible. He said to live wisely and to maximize the opportunities of this time. You know, I would just like to tell you, I've been preaching it that, there are certain opportunities at this time, and you are going to have to live responsibly to be able to maximize it. Look at the way he said it in Colossians 4, 5 to 6. He said, live wisely among those who are not believers. He said, make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. To be responsible, to, be, to live wisely, and to make the most of the opportunity. I want to encourage you, as you are listening to me right now, that there are many opportunities. I've talked about it in past messages. Opportunities to develop yourself. Opportunity to reach, to keep open windows to do that. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And then the next one, where I'm going to conclude. For, conclude. Paul made certain statements. Um, in these next few ones that are so important, they all speak to you being, you know, some responsibilities you have at this time beyond your household. There's some responsibilities that we have beyond our household. Even though we're on lockdown, there are some things going on outside that you need to be aware of. The first thing he talked about is you need to be aware that a lot of people are making sacrifices at this time. Yes, you can play. You need to be aware right now that there are a lot of sacrifices ongoing at this time. Even though you might not, you know, you might not, um, you know, you might not be part of it. Maybe you are at home. I want you to, he said, I want you to be aware. And I, I really want to speak to everyone, those of you, maybe you are City Light or you are not even members of City Light, you are listening. I want you to know that a lot of pastors, a lot of workers in church are making sacrifices to continue ministering to you. Also, there are a lot of healthcare workers, a lot of people, people delivering stuff. There's a lot of things going on. You know, some people are still doing stuff. Paul says, I want you to be, God says, I want you to be aware 
of the sacrifices that others are making to continue the work of the gospel at this time. Look at it. He said, look at it. He mentioned certain people. Tychus will give you a full report about how I am getting along. He's my beloved brother and faithful helper who serves with me in the Lord's work. He said, I'm setting to you at this very, for this very purpose to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. I'm also sending Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, one of your own people. He and Tychus will tell you everything that is happening here. Atastachus, who is in prison with me, sends you his greeting. And so does Mark, Barnabas' cousin. As you, as you were instructed before, make Mark welcome if he comes your way. Jesus, the one we call Justus, also sends his greeting. These are only Jewish believers among the only Jewish Jew, Jewish believer among my co-workers. But they are working with me here for the kingdom of God. And what a comfort they have been. A prophet, member of your own fellowship, and a servant of Jesus Christ sends his greeting. He's always praying earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you are not following, you are following the will of God, the whole will of God. I can assure you that he's always praying hard for you. And also the believers in Laodicea and Erapolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greeting. And so does Demas. So I want to say the doctors are working. The pastors are working. The pastors of City Light are praying. City Praise is working. Tech, tech, all kinds of things are going on. People are trying to set up softwares. They are trying to, you know, to deliver food to people and do all that. Don't get lost in your world. Don't get lost in your world. There's a lot of sacrifices going right now. And I want to call upon you also. Join in the sacrifice. Join in the sacrifice. In fact, that's how Paul ended this epistle. The last statement of Paul in the epistle was to call other people to join the sacrifice. Look at it. Verse 18. He said, here is my, is my greeting in my own handwriting. Paul, remember my chains. May God's grace be with you. In other words, I want you to remember that, you know what, guys? I'm in chains. You know, these things are going on. I want you to be conscious of it because God has called all of us to sacrifice. Shortly before then, you know, in number 13, he talked to, uh, to, 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 what's his name, Archippus. He said, I want you to remember your ministry in, in verse, verse 17. He said, say to Archippus, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. So listen, let me just end by telling you this. The fact that you are at home does not stop ministry. The fact that we're on lockdown does not stop, stop ministry. Paul was on lockdown, but he still kept on ministering. And I'm saying the same thing to you. Remember your ministry. Remember your ministry. If you were doing something in your church before the lockdown, find out what, what exactly is going on with that. What exactly? Remember your, your ministry of ministering to the body, of ministering to people, the ministry of giving, the ministry of praying, the ministry of serving. Because these things have not been shut down. These things are going on. They are only going on in a different way. Remember your ministry that the Lord gave you and make sure you, you fulfill it. Hallelujah. So that was Paul's message. I jumped a few ones, but that's fine. That was Paul's message to the church in Colossae from lockdown. And that's my heart. That's the message that God is bringing to my heart to you. That even though we are separated, there are opportunities, there are things that we can do right now. We can be aware of what is going on. Hallelujah. And listen to this very importantly. Paul said this in the hand. He says, and this is, this is an instruction I'm about to give you right now. Verse 14. He says, sorry, number 14. Number 14, which is in uh, verse 15. He says, this message that you just received. 
know, in those days, they would write the letters and they would send it to, to people in house churches. And when somebody reads it, when the, when the house church reads it, they reach it, read it like we're doing right now as they go. And then they'll pass it to another church because there was no email then. There was no Facebook then and all that. They'll pass it. Look at what it says in uh, number 14. He says, I want you to share this message with others and also hear what they have received from me. Look at it, verse 15 of Colossians. He said, please give my greetings. Colossians chapter 4, verse 15. Please give my greetings to our brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church that meets in their house. 16. Listen to this instruction. After you read this letter, pass it on to the church at Laodicea so they can read it too. And you should read the letter I wrote to them. So Paul says, pass on this message. So I'm going to say it again. Share this message. Pass it on to people. Pass it. You know, let it spread. Share this message because God wants you to continue to share the gospel at this time. It's one of the opportunities of of this time. So share this message. Thank you, Father, for your word today. You know, I pray that everyone that is under the sound of my voice that has received this word, out of everything that has been said from your word, from your heart to your people at this time, from what you wrote through Paul, that somebody will have received a particular one that spoke to their need, that that spoke your direction for them at this time. I pray that at this time, everyone in this place will begin to live the kind of life that you want us to live. Everyone under the sound of my voice, you know, in lockdown right now, will begin to maximize the season. They will begin to pray more. They will begin to seek you more. They will begin to share the word more. They begin to develop lives of character, focused on Christ. And I pray that everyone will be encouraged and everyone will be rooted and grounded in your love at this time. I pray for those who do not know you. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you will draw them to you, Lord. I pray that anybody that is watching right now who does not have a relationship with you, that, Lord, you will draw their hearts and draw them to you. Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.